Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Oh, I see. It's one of your blasts from the past, Christopher Hahn. Centerich High School football. 1989, baby. By the way, you know, in an introduction, uh, I am referred to as the heavyweight champion of the world, yeah. and you have no belt. You're not a lightweight, a welterweight, a middleweight. Yeah. I, I'm a little overweight right now. <laughs> I, and I thought about starting a diet, but then I was like, mm, it could be a nuclear annihilation in the next couple of weeks. Maybe I'll have another pint of Ben and Jerry's I will while I still you, can. Uh, that as Russians are taking up arms against Ukrainians and vice versa, that if you were to play Axel Rose... Uh, there's no doubt that they would put down their arms momentarily because, you know, they're all metalheads. Oh, they shred to this, man. They shred to this. This is a great. This is the uh, epitome, the, the pinnacle of 80s hair metal rock. Well, you know, remember how they uh, used to say in World War One the only time that uh, armies would put their weapons down was Christmas and they would sing Christmas carols right. from the trenches and there would be no shots fired. All you have to do is play Axl Rose <laughs> on both sides, and they would wait until the concert was over before they would resume the bombing. And you would think in this conflict where they have so much in common with each other, it's like I said, it's like if New York attacked New Jersey. You would think that they have a lot in common. They could just start blasting some stuff over the you don't, know PAs. Chris, don't put ideas in New Yorkers' minds. <laughs> Many in New Yorkers, they would like my, to my eliminate daughter, New Jersey. My, my daughter just moved to New Jersey, right? And took one of our dogs with her because it was her dog originally. And it has been driving me nuts because the other dog, which is a puppy still, she's eight months old, but she's 80 pounds, is going nuts. She's going, I have to run with her now. I have to bring her out on my runs or she will destroy the entire yard. She's already ripped my pool cover. I got to buy a new pool cover next year now. Well, we are in the epicenter of New York City where we're broadcasting to all of you from. And the uh, litmus test as to how the city has recovered is to where... Uh, is Chris Hahn able to park? <laughs> now, under normal conditions, pre the lockdown, pre the pandemic, uh, he would have had to take a reverse mortgage in order to find space in a parking lot. Yes, that's true. Uh, I, I haven't had to put it in a lot since the holiday season. And today, I'm looking out the window right over your shoulder. I could see my car on the street right next to the <laughs> That is building. not a good sign. No, actually, that is a good sign because usually I would park on the avenue the fact that I came all the way up to the building and then had to turn as if I was going to circle around. And I saw somebody just as they were leaving right over there, and I, I got lucky. Well, see, this is so uh, symptomatic uh, of the show. You're looking at the glass as if it's half full, and I'm looking <laughs> at it as if it's I, cracked and half empty. I am a bright-eyed optimist, uh, and I, I truly believe. Look, I walked around. I got in early today. There was I thought there'd be a lot more traffic getting in here. I had no traffic coming in this this week. Uh, I walked around the city. It was it was it felt alive. It felt like there was some good energy. Uh, you know, you asked me when I got in, did you see a lot of masks? I'd say twenty, maybe thirty percent of the people were wearing masks. I didn't go in any buildings. I was all, only outside. Uh, but there were a lot of people on the street today. 
Yeah, well, you would think, right? It's like a summer's day. People are coming out of their hovels. But in the Ukraine, we can see that people are hunkering down. Yeah. Amazing that some people have been in the subway system in Kiev. Kiev. Whatever they call it now. It's, it's Kiev, we've learned. To me, you know, it's like chicken Kiev, right? It's yeah, always going to be Kiev. it's chicken Kiev. You, they, they were saying it wrong the, your entire life and probably overcooking it, too. And people who are in the subway station have been there for 12 days now. I know. Can I you know. imagine people here under attack? You think they would be seeking sanctuary in the New York City subway system? Well, you would love it, right? Like, oh, that would be, You would be thriving in that situation. You spent 60% of your waking hours <laughs> in the subways your entire adult life. So you would be the perfect, you would be the king of New York. It, you would finally have it. You would have finally have the city. Well, let's look at Zelensky. He is the uh, Time Magazine man of the moment, yeah. man of the month, man of the year. Yeah. Uh, from over a year ago, he was a zero uh, where he was sitting down with then-President Trump to quid pro quo. You investigate Hunter Biden. I will yep. give you the weapons. Uh, now it almost seems like he's going to have to have a conversation uh, with President Joe Biden. You want me to investigate Rudy Giuliani because I need more weapons. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, need more weapons. I think Rudy should be concerned because uh, <laughs> there is here's the dirt I've got on Rudy Giuliani. It's like, yeah, I, I mean they, we got to give the guy more weapons, right? And we're working on it. Uh, the polls are going to be giving him their MIGs. They're old MIGs that are probably falling apart. They're probably held together by paper clips and string. And we're going to give them brand new F-22s. But, so. but think of this. Uh, he was the guy initially wanting to be cool, calm, and collected. He's saying, look, let's not exaggerate that uh, Putin is going to go to war. Let's not exaggerate it. Right. Let's completely understand here that you're destabilizing our economy. People are beginning to flee. Uh, why? Why are you beating the war drums? Now, all of a sudden, because he is in the eye of the storm and he is the focus of all attention. Yeah. Zelensky, just in the last 24 hours, Joe Biden, you never put sanctions in, severe sanctions. You should have put that in months and months well, ago. Well, he was calling on, you know, in his defense, Zelensky was saying prior to the war starting that he wanted the sanctions to happen now. He he did call for the sanctions. Now, he would constantly say that there's no war yet, there's no war yet. Exactly. But he was calling for them to sanction them when they started amassing the troops at this point. And now he's saying to NATO and the United States, you need to put in a no-fly zone. You're, you're going to abandon us. Uh, we'll, we'll never survive this. You must put in a no-fly zone. And most Americans are saying, no, we don't. Well, we've been down that well, road before. We don't want to have a nuclear war, right? I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not starting my diet because I'm, like, really concerned that a nuclear war is going to start and I won't be able to get but ice not cream. not only that. So we, I'm going to eat it now. Does not Zelensky know we've gone down the road of no-fly zones? Syria, right? Libya. Iraq. Um, uh, Slobovan Milosevic. Uh, Serbia. The Serbian. Yeah. Uh, Belgrade. Yeah. We've been down that road. I don't think Americans want to get tied up in that and entangled with the Russians in a no-fly no, zone. I, look, we do not want to risk a direct shooting war with the Russians because, one, we will embarrass them, and that may, will make it more likely they will launch a nuclear strike, maybe not a World War-type nuclear strike, but maybe they're going to use uh, you know, field-commanded nukes to kind of balance the odds in, 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 in Ukraine, which would be devastating for the world in and of itself. And it could escalate into a global nuclear conflict, which we do not want, right? So as much as we feel for what's going on there in Ukraine, and I think we should be doing everything we can short of putting American troops at risk in Ukraine, um, you know, we can't do that. We can't risk the okay. security of the world. Okay, so now, that said, we see these guys attacking, you know, we see the Russians attacking nuclear power plants in Ukraine. 
Uh, and I, I think to myself, what would we have done if Saddam Hussein attacked a nuclear power plant? What would we have done if ISIS attacked a nuclear power plant or Osama bin Laden? It would be a, an outcry across this country to get in there and, and fix this. No, no, no. You said fix it, but not fight this. Well, <laughs> maybe fight it. Remember, I mean, we, we would fight. Osama bin Laden didn't You, have you had to mention Os- Osama bin Laden, they're right. But why right. not mention Saddam Hussein, right? Yeah, yeah. Friend, foe, friend, foe, weapons of mass destruction, right. Ixnay, they're not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, it was the Israelis, Menachem Begin, who flew in his air force and took out a nuclear power plant that was actually making, processing uranium for Saddam Hussein right, bomb. Right. He was massively condemned by everyone in the world, including Ronald Reagan at that time. But Menachem Begum stood by his principles and said, I had to do it, because that first bomb would have been meant for us. Right. So now, what would have happened there if all of a sudden, in bombing that plant, there had been some kind of accident in which... All of a sudden, uranium started to melt down to the core of Mother Earth. Yeah. And then we'd have the mother of all nuclear explosions I, taking I, I place. I got to tell you, the it makes me question the sophistication of the Russian military, right? This whole thing makes me question the sophistication of the Russian military. The fact that they haven't rolled through them already. We, we were sitting here two weeks ago saying, this will last like five days. It's been two weeks now. And... They haven't really secured it. But that said, you're going to attack a nuclear power plant. The prevailing winds in this world go from west to the east. Did they? They would, they would, they, if there was a nuclear accident at that power plant, that wind is going to blow into Russia. I, I don't understand them. Yeah, but also, remember the propaganda on both sides is extreme. They've taken over the nuclear power plant. Yes. First in Chernobyl. Uh, the one existing reactor, and obviously the biggest nuclear power plant in all of Europe. Right. They are now forcing the Ukrainians to operate it at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine that? But they haven't told them to close it down. They no. haven't told them, you know, eliminate any energy coming out of the plant. Well, they can't. You can't just shut off a nuclear power plant. What do you mean you can't? There's no switch. There's no on-off switch I watch there. Homer Simpson <laughs> yeah. in Springfield, right? Exactly. exactly. Who's his boss? I stab at the Springfield. Exactly. Right. No, no. There is, there's no switch, right? It's a, it's a nuclear reaction, which is why it's called a reactor. And you can't just shut it off. You've got to remove that fuel. And that is a huge process. And there are very few people who know how to do that. And they probably aren't even located at that plant. They're very specialized people that work probably you know, across the continent of Europe, frankly, doing that kind of thing, changing out the fuel. It is a sophisticated, difficult process. So it has to be handled with kid gloves. So you can't just shut off and you can't even cut power to the plant because you need the power from the grid to work a lot of the systems that help monitor the plant. So you, it think is very complicated. you think we should trust the Ukrainians who mismanaged Chernobyl <laughs> or should we trust the Russians who also mismanaged Chernobyl? Yeah, and they both were mistaken there but you know it's funny you talk about nuclear power plants and you talk about like europe and these are the biggest nuclear power plants in europe and the reason why they're the biggest nuclear power plants in europe is because germany shut down their nuclear power program after uh fukushima and frankly that was a huge mistake which is why we are so they are so dependent Uh, on russian oil notice the french macron although he inherited this they never shut down their nuclear power no, plants. No, no. So he doesn't have as big a problem as the Germans do, which is great for them. Well, look, their problem is our problem is the world's problem. Right. As we watch uh, this take place day by day, we see that Zelensky, in addition to blaming uh, President Joe Biden for not putting sanctions in early enough, blaming NATO and the United States for not imposing a, uh, a no-fly zone over his country, right. uh, has now uh, put together a Ukrainian foreign legion. 
Mm. Uh, figuring he's doing exactly what the French did all those right, years. Right, right, right. call upon people who've been released from jail, from the dregs of society. Yeah, the people scoundrels have, of the world. A new opportunity. Right. Come to the Ukraine. Now, this is all you have to do. So if we got a lot of tough got, guys and tough gals listening right now who want to sure, go to I'm war. I'm sure we do. All you have to do is find the Ukrainian embassy or consulate. Right. You go in there. They have a military attache who gives you a quick test to make sure you can inhale and exhale so you don't die, drop dead of some kind of coronary disease <laughs> right, on right. the way to the front. They, they, you, they will fly you to the Ukraine. you got to get all your own equipment. They're not providing They're you not a, giving you guns? No. You so you've got to bring your own gun. You gotta, well, that, that shouldn't be a problem in the United well, States no, of America. Well, no, of course not. <laughs> There's plenty of guns here. You know, especially <laughs> down south. I mean, you could just go, like you said, we could drive around the city and we'll find some guns like right now. If we and more them. powerful than <laughs> yeah, with the Russians. They probably have. got some good stuff on so the streets. So you go yeah. over there, you have all your equipment, they put you in the front lines. You're not a Hessian and mercenary. They're right, not paying right, you. Right. You're a complete volunteer. They anticipate that worldwide, they will have attracted 60,000 volunteers. They're going to have wow. two legions, one in the east and then one in the west. Wow. And this will be all foreigners. And uh, let's see. Let's see which country provides uh, the most folks who want to go over there and fight. I predict that most of the volunteers from the United States will definitely come from down south. Yeah. They're the ones who volunteer mostly for the I, I, United I think, States military. I think all these people who like to dress up on the weekend in military fatigue and go shoot deer— they should go. That? Right? What about those that do recreations of yeah. medieval battles yeah, or Civil yeah, War yeah. battles? Civil War buffs. Why don't you, uh, you want to really, how about World War II reenactors? Maybe they should go. Is but this is going to be a real litmus test <laughs> right. of whether people are really wanting to put their own selves on the line as opposed to having our country do it. And then the massive amounts of money that are pouring in. All I got to say is beware. You're sending money to Hungary to Romania, to Poland, to these NATO allies on the border to do re- refugee relief, and we anticipate maybe four million or more. You better trust but verify. Yeah, I mean, this is not a place that you send a lot of money to, because you remember what happened in Haiti. We thought, oh my God, billions and billions of dollars, and then later on we began to realize, wow, a lot of that money never got to the people it, it, who invested. Any time you send money into a place that is kind of out of control. You risk a good percentage of that money going to get the wrong hands. Right, it's just see, that simple. I think that's where Joe Biden in the United States can be affected. We have really good NGOs. Yeah. They can go into the front lines, obviously work with the host country. Got places like USAID. Right. You know? They, they can work with the host country, whether it's the Romanians, whether it's the Hungarians, whether it's the Poles. And make sure that most of the money, because, you know, there's always going to be a skim. It's like when you go into a store, they already have figured out 5% is going to have to be spent on pilferage, right. uh, employees right, stealing right. it, and then obviously guys coming in with their Alvin Bragg swag bags, you know, <laughs> they're doing shoplifting in the store. There's a certain amount of money that's never going to get to where it needs to go. But I think that's where we can be most helpful. If you just throw money at this problem, it's going to end up in oligarchs' pockets, not in the Ukraine and Russia, but in Poland, it yeah. has oligarchs, and Romania, and Hungary, and all those countries in Eastern Europe. Well, we got a lot to talk about. We are just getting started. We got a new segment we're going to do on the other side of the next break. And of course, the about face of the week in the second hour. Curtis Sliwa, Chris Hahn, we're with you till five. It's the left versus the right. 
It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. All right. Who says? Uh, this is um, Bob Seger. I hate him. It's a good intro. I really hate Bob Nice way to get back into a I'm sorry I hate him. You know, you would think you'd be playing Ukrainian uh, electronic dance music uh, (laughs) in honor of the valiant Ukrainians who have taken to the subway system. We should have got that band that played you on Saturday Night Live last week. What were they called? LCD sound system. Oh, it's great. The Guardian Angels. LED or LCD? LCD. Doesn't matter. They were in Red Beret. Something with an L sound system, yeah. But I will tell you this. uh, The king of all comedy who became the president of Ukraine Mm. went uh, from being the number one star in the Ukraine to becoming a zero because he was part of a quid pro quo, which was basically President Donald Trump saying, hey, I need the goods on Hunter Biden and Burisma, and you get all the weaponry we want. Right, and he said no. And now all of a sudden, he's like Lenslice. He was even doing Zoom conferences with city council people from New York City and other municipalities, and I'm saying to myself, (laughs) guy... Yeah, you're doing a great job hunkering down and motivating your people. But the last people you want to be talking to are politicians in America who are fake, phony, fraudulent, fagazi. This is a tough job, Curtis. I mean, you think this is easy? Oh, you have your wish. You are the president of Ukraine now. Let me uh, put my uh, uh, green shirt on. Okay, uh, green shirt on. Uh, president Sliwa... Uh, Jim Hardwood from BBC News. Uh, The Russians are at your border. You are out of Stinger missiles. Uh, What is your plan for the next week? Excuse me, I'm avoiding Chechen assassins. Haven't you seen three attempts on my life? And and what? I have to promise the President of the United States that I will do a quid pro quo and investigate Rudy Giuliani? Oh, oh, President, President Sliwa. Yes. Olaf Sovaski, RT. Why are you still alive? RT! Wait a second, you're banned everywhere! Arrest this man! Hey, hey, hold oh, no, on! No, no. Take him into the subway system of Kiev! Uh, uh, Christian Adam Hoare, CNN. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, why are you banning media from your press conferences, President Sliwa? Excuse me, why don't you ask that question of Vladimir Putin, who is exiling all of you? At least I'm in my bunker. At least you see my green shirt, a fresh green shirt each uh, and every pre- day. President Sliwa, this is Jim Jordan of the New York Times. How are you going to feed your people who are trying to escape the Russians? Jim Jordan, aren't you the guy in the house there who never wears his jacket? I watch oh, these no, no, men. That's a different Jim Jordan, oh, okay. not related. Right, no, no, New I York actually, Times. I actually went oh, to wait, Harvard. Wait, let me give Ohio you a special State. press conference. This is the old gray lady, right. the New York Times, and the world listens. Let me be very specific to you. I need to talk to my peeps, the owner of the New York Times. He's one of my peeps, right? People don't realize I'm Jewish. I need my people. Hashem, please help us. He's called me a neo-Nazi. He says that I'm part of the the right-wing neo-Nazi movement. Last question. Uh, Mr. Sliwa, I did not know you were Jewish. I always thought that you were Catholic. What do I have to do? Drop my jaws and show you that I had a bris? We're at war here. Take the bulletproof vest. Give me stinger missiles. Let us fight the fight against those big jets. And that was our new segment, Oh, oh. So You Think It's Easy. You forgot that you were you oh, in the role. Oh, look, he is an actor. He is Remember, an actor. we had Ronald Reagan. Yes. 
they have Zelensky. Right, right, right. Well, it is it, it isn't easy, right? I mean, I, I can't imagine being in that situation. I mean, you, you know, we've lived through crises in our lives, but not crises where people were. I mean, you've had people actively try to kill you. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, not Chechens. Yeah. No, they were Italians. <laughs> Mafia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've been through crises, right? I mean, but, I was he, working in the Senate on 9 11. We had but, Hurricane but he Sandy. has thrived. This, you know, some people. They immediately, they go into a hovel, they right. disappear. He, because he is an actor, because he loves he gets, the stage. He gets the role he's in right now, He's sure. on the world stage. There's no bigger stage I, than the stage that Zelensky is I on. I want to be very clear to you. Yes. All politicians are actors. Some are better than others. But all of them, I mean, we used to always say Washington, D.C. is Hollywood for ugly actors, Right. All politicians are, to some extent, an actor because you've got to be able to communicate. You've got to be able to emote. You've got to be able to tell people how you feel. And you got to you got to rise to the moment, rise to the occasion. And I, I do believe that this man, who's very young, I don't even think he's 40 years old, I believe he's risen to the occasion to, of leadership. I don't know if he's going <laughs> to... Maybe, maybe the next next person we should elect president of the United States, we go to Caroline's and we have an audition <laughs> on open mic night of comedians, and then we choose one of them to be our president. I don't know. I mean, there are worse ways to select them, like the primary process, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Stick around. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee, well, lots to come. It's the left versus the right. Debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. All right. Chris Hahn, Curtis Sliwa. We are back. A uh, little Billy look, Joel, a little Long Island. I hate Billy Joel. A little Joel. Long Island music in the house, baby. Seeger, Billy Joel, now two in a row. I really hate these guys with a passion. I really hate Billy Joel. How do you hate Billy Joel? Because he's bugaboo eyes, right? His uh, eyeballs. You don't seem like, like the fact that out. he is uh, not the most handsome man in the world. No. You and I both are not the most handsome no. men in the world. No, no. But he happens to date no, supermodels. I, 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 let me be very honest <laughs> with you. Uh, I was forced to play piano for four years. It was four years of my life that I'll never get back when right, I was a right. kid. And let me tell you, anyone I see playing piano, let, let, let's be very clear here. Back to Liberace. Elton John, Billy like, Joel. You don't like Elton John? I, I get it because I see them playing the piano, and it brings me back into that nightmare scenario oh. where after school, I couldn't go out and play ball. You got a half you got a flashback. Years, I had to sit there on the Steinway piano and practice, practice, practice. You couldn't do both? Let me tell you something. Here I am <laughs> at a recital. Uh, my older sister and my younger sister, and they're making mistakes. Right, getting right. Through. And I had to play Rachmaninoff, right? And I'm a perfectionist. I'm halfway... So you were pro-Russian even then? Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm halfway through Rachmaninoff, right. and I forget where I am, and I freeze. And so they're saying, it's okay, just pick up. Uh, no, no. I, I got... <laughs> <And> <laughs> did you, you know to start what I over? Uh, no, because it wasn't perfect. I closed the piano. I stormed off the stage and never played piano again. Never. Now, were you wearing tucks and tails while you did that? or No, no, you know, just your typical uh, PS114 garbage. See, that this time. is kind of, like, different. This is something I don't think America knows this about you, that you were forced to play forced. classical piano. Forced. Makes me question that accent you have. Maybe it's quite, maybe it's a little put on. Imagine all my <laughs> friends outside. Hey, how come you're not coming out to play ball? I get to practice piano. Oh, and you're out God. there. Do, 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 do. It was like. 
like emasculation for me. So trust me, whenever you know, I but, see anyone but, like, play piano. That's the kind of thing that would have come in handy like, you know, later in life. You go to a party, there's a piano there, you pick it up, you start playing no, a little no, Billy no, Joel. No, 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 just pretend to be Frank Sinatra. Strangers in the Night, I also was uh, part of the chorus so I could sing for a while until I lost the soprano voice. I sang Strangers in the Night a few times. Oh, the the young ladies were swimming. Uh, I, I played Burger in Hair. What? And I played uh, Danny Zuko in, in uh, Greece, both in college. And I played uh, Lewis and Pippin in college. And I played Jesus and Godspell. Oh, so you're a little thespian uh, action yeah, well, look, in I mean, summer like stock. Like I said, all politicians all are Off-Broadway, maybe all, the Great White all, Way. All politicians are somewhat actors. They're Chris, actors Chris, that just did didn't make it. Did you ever think a one-man show <laughs> a one-man show on Broadway? I, I did a little comedy. I did I did a lot of stand-up comedy, and then I did a lot of improv comedy. The, that's, how, that's my whole the improv comedy. Thing. I left... Theater, scripted theater. When I, you know, when I was in my early twenties, I only do improv now. The Great. hardest thing in the world. I was asked to do stand-up comedy for a charity yep. up in Albany for a radio station there. When I was organizing Guardian Angels, I said no problem. It was in Colony. Colony. Yeah, I know Colony. Now everyone is ginned up. They paid <laughs> money to be there. You better make them laugh. Yeah. Six minutes into the bit, not one laugh. Oh, it's I'm the worst. Spitzing. <laughs> They're booing me. Get off the stage. I love what you do as the guardian angel. No, they weren't saying but that you at that point. Like, what are you as doing? As a comedian. <laughs> Nobody was caring about your guardian no, angel. No, like, no, I, you, we came here to be entertained. It, no doubt. The toughest thing. Because politicians, for the most part, they're not comedians. You know, they just they memorize their lines. When you're a comedian and you're doing stand-up, and you got to do improv. Right. Man, that is the hardest thing in the world to do. I've done it for years. I still do it. I, I, I work with a troupe called uh, Face Off Unlimited. They've got shows here in New York City. I do it. I don't do it all the time anymore. Oh, you're going to soon be joining Second City in Chicago no, and up in Toronto? I, I, I Will wish. we soon be seeing I you on wish. Saturday Night Live? I, I think I'm a little old. I'm a little long in the tooth you for Saturday Night Live. You think it'll be you and Kardashian out in <laughs> Staten Island yeah, now? Yeah. You know, where is Pete been? By the way, the last two shows, there's been no Pete Davidson. Is he, like, filming a movie or uh, something? He is in the hospital. He is trying to recover from the pump-pump action that he's getting from uh, Kardashian. Are you kidding? That skinny Bellini? I'm surprised he's not dead on arrival. And then remember, he's Kanye told West uh, yeah, Kanye. has Chechen hit squad after him. That might be what it is. You think he's afraid of, of Kanye? Maybe you better. Pete, you know, I, I first of all, I love you. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm sitting here next to Curtis Lee, where he's got a group called the Guardian Angels. Maybe you guys could provide yeah, some. We'll help get, get rid provide, of all those tats. Can you provide some protection for the guy or what? No, no, he, he doesn't need protection. Trust me. The yeah. only protection he needs is from Kim Kardashian. I, I don't think he needs protection from that. I think he's all out for that. I think that's pretty. I feel, what is with these guys getting these movie stars? It's crazy. But let me ask you a question because yeah. I did a one man show one time on Broadway, one time, one time only. One it, night only. In the old Supper Club. It opened and closed the same day. And in fact, Roger Ailes was there to see mm. it. Hmm. Roger Ailes, a blast from the past. And he did not offer you a TV show. No, so he did that, not. That's how badly I bombed on the stage. Bad. It was a packed house. Right. Uh, it was it was a one-man show right next to where old Calcutta was running. Remember, advertised yep. as the longest-running musical in all of the Great White Way Broadway because they would take their clothes off yep. like in hair. And halfway through that one-man show, I recognized I got to be Curtis Lewa. Yeah. If I'm not Curtis Lewa, that's it. I can't be somebody else. Well, that's why radio is great for you. Right, because you could just be yourself. Exactly. It's a one. It's you know, it's a it's a it's a state of okay, mind. It's so a now stream I'm going to be myself. Yeah, go ahead. I want my RT back, my <laughs> Russian television. We are the land of free speech, right? Right, right. 
All of a sudden, we're banning RT. What the hell is going on? Well, RT is not just supported by the Russian government. It is owned, fully owned. Every dollar, yeah, Putin, every dime is no doubt. straight from yeah, Putin. Meantime, we're buying uh, gasoline in New York and New Jersey at Luke Oil, owned by the well, Russian we should government stop. and Vladimir we Putin. Should stop. We should, first of all, we should stop importing Russian oil in this country. Let me ask you. We're yeah. looking at average gallon now, regular, $4.50. It's No, the average gallon right now is $3.90. Where the hell are you talking about? It's, that's the national average. On, in New York, it's higher. No, no. It's much higher in New I York I filled up New on the way in. I have a okay, car. I See the car that. out there? You don't own a car. I filled up on Pretty gas Pretty soon today. you'll be siphoning gas. I like, have a hybrid. It's good. It's okay. very good on but gas. But the point being let's oh, let's see 425 <laughs> yes. okay yeah so this rate is going to keep going up and the pressure is for americans to show loyalty to the ukrainians do not buy luke oil of which there are 200 gas stations in the right, new, York, right. new jersey area if luke oil drops its price 50 cents a gallon instead of shell or sunoco across <laughs> the street where do you think Americans are going to go? Are they going to show loyalty to the Zelensky and the Ukrainians and pay an extra 50 cents well, a gallon? I, I, will t- I can only speak for me, and I will not be going to Luke Oil. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's you. I will not. Watch the lines on the other side. I will not be going to Luke Oil. And they but- won't be asking for S&H green stamps either with their purchase of Luke Oil. Now, I will not be going to Luke Oil <laughs> ever, ever again, frankly. And, I, I, you know, we, we do need – look, I get it. Uh, this is going to hurt. Right. These gas prices are going to hurt. It's not only going to be your gas that's going to go up. Everything's going to go up because people got to ship, you know, manufacturers got to ship their products to the market. So food's going to go up. Milk's going to so go let up. So let me get, let, let me, uh, the other day we had uh, Boudicier, 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 Boudicier. I guess he's back from uh, domestic. Uh, <laughs> he's been uh, back. He's been back for seven months. But okay. okay. Yeah. I, I didn't notice. Yeah. He's back. And he held a press conference on behalf of President Joe Biden, and he said, everything's on the table. He didn't say the Keystone Pipeline, but I'm assuming that incorporated that, too. And he said, yes, we will increase our purchases of Iranian crude. Iranian crude? We're going to enrich the Ayatollahs? Yeah. Come on, Chris. Again, so the solution to this is for us to not use oil, Right. We want to, every couple of years, we have this problem with some unstable part of the world holding us up for oil. The solution is use less oil, right? Renewable energy, nuclear energy, uh, other, you know, conserving energy. Don't drive as much. Don't use as much heat as you normally do. Spend less money on on this stuff so oh that we're God. sending less of it overseas. Conserve. I'm having flashbacks to President Jimmy Carter sitting in the Oval Office with that wool sweater on. We're saying, a lot better off than we were in the 70s when it comes to Turn the energy. thermometer down, ladies and gentlemen. We can bear through this. You really think. And because there are a lot of people like you on the left and progressives. Right. The green team who believe. Uh, no, I'm a patriot. I don't want to be sending American dollars to the Ayatollahs no, no, wait a or when to you the Oligarchs. say patriot, that's code language for Trump or now. No, uh, screw that. You, you fly I, the no, American no, no, flag. No, no, no. That's, I am you, taking, your people have I made... am taking that word back because they are not patriots. Oh, you're... They, they would sell their soul to Russia. If this man was president of the United States in the second term, he would have left NATO. He would have given Putin not just Ukraine, but the entirety no. of Eastern Europe. No, we would yes, not have. Would. Uh, there would not he, have been There would be no war, Ukraine, no. no. He would have just handed it over. No. No, no war. You couldn't have been more hopeless. Uh, I am 100% right. With uh, President Obama, we gave and ceded territory to Putin. We're doing it now. We should never have done that. How can, nothing with Trump. Nothing with Trump. But anyway, put the, put Trump aside. Yeah, he said, give me the second That was the private conversation. Give me the my second term. Then you can have everything. I'm there get out of is NATO. the reality. It's like when Bloomberg wanted to stop people from smoking, which was a good thing. Right. 
He raised the price of a legal pack of cigarettes astronomically by taxing it to the point where if you buy a pack in New York City, a normal uh, brand, right. it's $17 yeah, a change. You're taking out a mortgage for a carton. Right. Almost right. everything in taxes. And it has lowered the amount of purchases. More people are buying illegal uh, cigarettes, meaning unstamped cigarettes. Right, but right. still, there are less people smoking. Now, in this particular situation, you raise the price of a gallon of gasoline, diesel, high test. Uh, then, obviously, there's kerosene for, for jet airplane. We go right on down the line. Home heating fuel oil. And it forces people to use less. So the green team then begins to realize that, oh, my God, we're going to stop global warming and climate change by ratcheting up the price and putting everybody into the poorhouse and yeah, bankrupting Yeah, I, I don't them. like that either. Look, there's got to be a transition to cleaner, greener, more locally, domestically produced energy in the United States of America. And you see, people are buying EVs, but we're still using oil and gas to power the power plants. We, we're, we didn't make an investment in nuclear in this country like we should have. But, you but, know, but look, look, nuclear was fine. Look here in New York. You had a Cuomo legacy. Mario Cuomo, who could have been president of the United States, yep. almost became president. Out in your neck of the woods. Well, he didn't almost begin. He almost ran for president. Six billion dollars <laughs> invested. Know. I know. In a power plant in your backyard Biggest in Long mistake. Island. Biggest mistake ever. It's now mothballed. And they're going to close the Indian Point power plant now. Done. It's over. Right. Like, you know, I, I don't know how you make that energy up. That's clean energy. Look at the Germans. Now, I get it. People are afraid of a a Fukushima-like accident, and there needs to be some regulation around it to prevent that. But it is the next generation of energy. But now you're going to see others say, well, you see? You see the Russians immediately? What did they attack? The nuclear power plants in Ukraine. Right, right, right. We set up a nuclear power plant. The terrorists are going to now attack a nuclear power plant because they realize one solid strike, forget about it. So it's funny. When uh, 9-11 happened... There was concern about cyber warfare on Indian Point, which is you know yes. in New York, and I was working for Senator Schumer at the time. And we did some research. It turned out that Indian Point wasn't on the web. <laughs> That's how bad old it was. It wasn't even. But it was there. vulnerable it to attack. It's sure. right on the water. Absolutely the vulnerable. The Hudson River. Well, it's on the Hudson. It's you know up the up the river a bit, so it's not right on the ocean. So it's like an inland river at that point. But any of these nuclear yeah. power plants, I've I've traveled through India. Incredible poverty on the roadsides, going from what was then Bombay to Madras to Pancheri. All along the roadside, people living in little hovels. And then all of a sudden, you come across a brand new nuclear power plant. And you say, oh, my God, these guys are like literally at war at times with Pakistan, who has nuclear weapons. India has nuclear weapons. Imagine a strike right. on a nuclear power plant in either Pakistan or India. Well, the thing is, is that would kill them both. They're close enough that and the fallout still, eventually would be bad. Still, yeah, I mean, it's going to make us sick. As it's it would gonna, melt yeah. to the core of the earth. Well, when it gets to the core of the earth, Did you ever what see happens? the China syndrome with I Jane did, Fonda? I did, Remember I did. how it paralyzed Americans from building any more nuclear My power favorite plants? Jane Fonda, though, is Barbarella. Oh, uh, I'm sure. No, uh, I thought <laughs> your favorite Jane Fonda is when she went to North Vietnam at the invitation of Ho Chi Minh. No. Sat underneath that ak-ak gun <laughs> and started shooting down John McCain as he was flying over stop. Hanoi delivering bombing stop, runs. Stop, 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 stop. Barbarella, of course. And I like Grace and Frankie that she's doing that. It's kind of funny. Now, you still <laughs> so, haven't answered my question. Yes. You missed the First Amendment free speech. I am. Why can't I have my RT? Why is it that well, RT is being shut down all over the world? Why should Americans be supporting Russian propaganda and particularly allowing it monetized, right? That also, RT sells ads. 
And those ads create hard currency for Russia. We are cutting them off to the global so economy. So you don't think that they're entitled to have their propaganda heard as we have our propaganda heard? No. We have already they, been All told, they're doing is propaganda. Let me tell you country. the propaganda yeah. so far. Yeah. We have been told, right, at first that there was this mighty uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, pilot in a MiG that shot down all these Russian uh, MiGs, right? And this was the first story out. Turns out it was bogus. Never happened. Then we were told there's all these hit squads ready to take Zelensky out. He'd be the easiest guy to assassinate. He's doing a press conference. Everybody, I, I'm sure he's doing Zoom uh, conferences am, with city council I members sure, in America. I am sure there are hit squads coming up to Zelensky. Yeah, yeah, but not not, not, not to the extent I that they're I am sure saying. they are, and we wouldn't know either way. But how else are you going to find out what the Russians are saying, what their propaganda is? You don't trust Americans to be able to sit there and absorb all the I, information and come to their own conclusions. The problem with covering a war is you're really literally looking through a straw right at a very small section of the war you're not really getting the whole picture and if you even by watching those multiple outlets you're not going to get the whole picture remember, that's why it's called the fog of war really let me take you back yeah. the sock puppet of saddam hussein remember Tariq yes. aziz yes good spokesperson he's right? a spokesperson new yeah. well-dressed natty dresser would always say we don't have weapons of mass destruction to the media, right? Was, we banned all of Iraqi he TV. He was not lying. No. <laughs> no. So we banned all right, of Iraqi right. TV. Uh, I actually felt bad when they killed that guy. Right. So I was like, eh, was it his fault? Right. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, we had uh, eight different Saddam Husseins, because remember, he knew he was subject right. to assassination. Yes, we, there were definitely hit squads going up there. And so all of a sudden, we have Lindsey Graham. I don't know if he had been drinking too much Southern Comfort. Let's assassinate Vladimir Putin. Yeah, that's not a good thing for a United States senator to say, because then somebody might get the idea that it would be a good idea to start assassinating us, We went to war in American. Iraq. Because Saddam Hussein wanted to assassinate Bush 41 when he visited Kuwait, remember? Yeah, and he wasn't even president anymore when right. he tried to assassinate him. And so Bush 43, his dutiful son, said, we'll, we'll create this notion that there were weapons yeah. of mass destruction. It was almost like a bad, like, you know, uh, karate movie, right? Uh, you tried to kill my dad, and now I'm going to come try to kill you. This goes back to South Vietnam. We had the president of South Vietnam, our guy, JFK, right. was the president. He decided to convert from being a Buddhist to become a holy roller Catholic. He mm. wanted to convert all of South Vietnam from Buddhism. And JFK was told by the CIA criminals in action that they are, we got to take this guy out. The Buddhists are going to rebel against us. So you know what they did? They went and they assassinated yeah. the president of South yeah, Vietnam. I think it's a bad uh, a bad look for a country to be yeah, assassinated. Very bad look. Very you know, bad calling look. for people to assassinate you know the but other. See, that's why I want to see leaders. everyone's propaganda. Peep, peep, we don't trust people to be able to come to their own. Conclusions. I like watching the BBC. I think you get a different perspective on the BBC. Yeah, I but watch you, that. But they're, they're part I, of NATO. I watch France it's 24 once in a while. It's government-controlled, the BBC. When I was over in England organizing the Guardian Angels, you're not permitted to disparage the royal family or the queen. They won't permit that. It's not good. You could go to jail. Oh, that that would be stupid, right? Well, All right, stick around, Curtis Lee. No, no, no. I want my RT. Uh, no, you're not going to get your RT. Be an American. No, 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 no. You had to be a big shot. It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn, heavyweight slugfest. Oh, yeah, little Van Halen. 
bringing us back in. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee, now greatest guitarist of all time. Uh, definitely one of them. Probably the greatest guitarist I've ever seen. How many white boys out there grew up playing air guitar and hacky sack, thinking that they they were this guy, man? They were this I guy. I was definitely one of them, and I should have probably picked up a real guitar, and maybe. Did you pick up a meth pipe, too, like him? <laughs> no, I did not. And I, I did not pick up uh, Valerie Bertinelli, either, <laughs> So, who not only is good-looking, but I hear is a fantastic cook. <laughs> oh, oh, that's all you care about. I, I mean, she's got it all. I mean, she's good-looking, and she's smart. She's a cook. Now, Chris Hahn. Um, <laughs> she's like um, a, she literally is a chef. Uh, in our next hour, yeah. I have a surprise, surprise, surprise for you. Oh, boy. A blast from the past. Oh, yeah. And people are already, it's gone viral. Oh, great. About your lineage. All uh, right, I'm not going to say anything more about that. Okay, I'm, I'm an Italian and Jew. We also have to talk about a guy, because uh, you were involved in the district attorney's office in Queens. You've been involved in the criminal justice yes, system. Yes, I have. Thankfully, as a prosecutor, not as uh, someone being charged like me. <laughs> I have not been charged, no. But there is <laughs> the poop master extraordinaire. Oh, God. Who challenges everybody to a game of hoops. Who actually defied judges? Thought for sure that he would be arrested yeah, on, yeah. you know, a contempt charge. <laughs> you know, yeah, I man him. And when you hear how this guy played the system, yeah, and what he did afterwards, you will say, "Oh my God, here's a guy who turned our entire system upside down all around." And made us the laughing stock, New York uh, City and New York State, the laughing stock of the nation. Well. It is kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, you gave me a little preview of what this guy is going to do, and we'll talk about it more in the next hour. I think that's going to be our. Did you about, ever play hoops? Uh, I was not a very good hoop player. Were no. you a white boy who could jump? No. Well, I was a white boy who could jump. I actually traveled up to the Bronx. He challenged everyone. It went viral. Did you go? I did, and I missed him by an hour at the playground. He was actually hanging out after getting out of jail twice in one day, challenging every, come on up here, we'll shoot some hoops. This is why you need a car, Chris. <laughs> the problem is when we played the cut and went viral, if you didn't want to play him in hoops, then he was going to shoot you, and he sort of described the, uh, the uh, armada. Yeah, talk about taking your ball and going home. I mean, that's taking it to a whole other <laughs> level, I think. Don't you think? I mean, oh, you don't want to play? Here you go, chick, chick. And here we are in New York City, the media capital of the world. Yes, sir. Where uh, crime... the greatest city in the no, world? No, it's not. It is the greatest. There is absolutely city no way you could define it as the greatest city. Seventy-five percent of the city, uh, the office buildings are okay. empty. Yeah, you've only you're spending too much time in Midtown. This is your problem. Go downtown. Go uptown. Go to Brooklyn. I do. I'm alive. in the suburbs. I've been in the city all day today. And it's kind of got a vibe going today. Oh, yeah. I felt good even in Midtown. Mm, you're yeah, we, safe, I mean, we're in secure. Midtown. I felt safe and well, secure. Well, you know what's good? Believe it or not, to everybody listening all over the country, an individual dropped their wallet in Times Square with $4,000 in it. Cash currency. Not euros. Yeah. Not rubles. American dollars. What the heck was he doing with $4,000? Well, maybe you're right. We're on the precipice of recovery because the wallet was returned with all the moolah schmoolah, the ducats, the cheddar can, in it. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Who carries four grand in their wallet? Uh, drug dealers. Right. 
Like, what was going on here? Like, what was going on here? What was he doing with four grand? That is, look, what was look, he doing? Don't kill the. Was narrative. the guy's name Elliot Spitzer by any chance? Don't, I'm just wondering if that's who it was. Don't kill the story. Was his name? Was the guy's? Was the was the ID for a guy named Tony Montana? Look, you're like, so what jaded. are we talking you're about so here? Skeptical Don here. Corleone. Just I mean, imagine a guy, an average citizen, finds a wallet on the ground in Times right. Square. You notice how we haven't heard the name of the person whose wallet is? Don't worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget about it. You don't don't worry that. about no, it. No, no, no. And more importantly, the person who got the $4,000 back, how much did he give to the retriever? Because, you know, there have been some of these really yeah. good news stories in the past where the person who got their wallet back with all their money and belongings well, never gave the person a gratuity. Yeah, well, if he was a drug dealer, he should just give him $4,000. What's it to him? <laughs> all right, we got a lot more to talk about. Chris Hodd, Curtis Lewa, stick around. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Blue Oyster Cult. What? Blue Oyster Cult. It's a good, long, good Long Island band. It's a Long Island theme show I understand today. that. <laughs> but hold your horses here on a Batman weekend. <laughs> You're not playing any Batman music. I mean, it's everywhere. You see all the billboards. Did March you see forth, it? March Did you forth. see it? Did you no, see it? No, but I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, I grew up watching the cartoon like right, everybody right, right. You else. You think you're Batman, kind of. Kind of course. Of. Right. Of course. Yeah. And then the best one, although you're Batman I didn't, without the money. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't see them all. Like if Batman was poor. But the best one was with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Yeah, it was very good. With Keaton as the Batman. I, I liked the three Christian Bale Batmans. I thought Christian Bale was the best Batman himself. But that movie with Michael Keaton and Jack Nichols, Nicholson, that was like the original like dark superhero movie. I well, that's going to be the box office smash this week. So if you can find time to purloin yeah. a copy of the new Batman, uh, you know, March 4th. March 4th, March Batman, 4th Batman, 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 Batman. Batman. Yeah. Uh, Can you uh, give a critique next week? I am going to try to get to it this week. You know, it's funny. Friday comes along. I send my daughter. My daughter's 15. I go, you want to go see Batman? She's like, no. What? She's like, I don't want to go tonight. That's heresy. She's like, you're asking me now? That's what she said to me. You're asking me now? I go, yeah. I mean. Look, I just want, I want to know one thing. (laughs) I grew up watching right uh, after school Batman. Adam West. And Robin. Yeah. Whatever happened to Robin? Where did Robin go? Well, Robin's got his own show. Uh, it's called uh, Titans. It's on. Uh, it's on HBO Max. It's what great. the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it's Robin about Robin. This one I think is about. <laughs> this one. It's I, good. It's a good show, actually. This, this <laughs> one I think is about Catwoman. I think this one it's is Catwoman. Catwoman, the Penguin, and the Joker, and the Riddler. Yeah, but the focus is on the Catwoman because obviously, you know, Me Too, more equality. I thought Catwoman ended up being lesbian. In one of these episodes. I really do think that. I think that they... I'm so confused. Catwoman, I think, was, you know, kind of, I would say maybe bisexual or, you know... I'm just so confused. Sexually ambiguous. What happened to Robin? (laughs) I I always thought that was weird that young Robin was living with uh, John Wayne. Maybe that's why they got rid of Robin. Was that John Wayne? They they do. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne's the cowboy. (laughs) Bruce Wayne is the Snap! You have basically... Taking your life and you've made it, you've wrapped it around Batman. We were in one of the Batman movies. 
The Guardian Angels. Which book. one? I forget which one. There's so many. <laughs> like, you know, a little cameo appearance like we did in Saturday right, Night right, Live right. last week. Right. Were you in it personally? No, not no. me. They never have me in it personally. I wonder why. Only in Fear City did they have me sitting in that mob barbershop. Your, your agent's asking for too much money. That's I don't probably, have an agent. Well, that's the pride. Oh, I see. Somebody's out there representing you. <laughs> but you got to look at, uh, what was it, Netflix, right? Fear They're City. They're like, how are we going to divvy up all this? We got to give some to the ex-wife, some to the ex-girlfriend, some to the other ex-wife. What, we don't but want the this The thing trouble. that I get the most response to, because I'm not in my red beret in this, or my red satin jacket as leader of the Guardian Angels. I'm sitting in a barber chair, Fear City, Netflix, all mm. about the mob, mm. and how Rudy Giuliani broke uh, the backs of the I five. I gotta watch that, by the way. Really good stuff. Yeah. It shows how it was done. But I do the intro with the barber who wanted to slit my throat years <laughs> before. Wait a minute. So you go to the barber who wanted to kill you. Hates me. Hates you. But now he does a good haircut, so you kept going oh, back. Oh, always a good Fantastic haircut. Fantastic haircut, decent price. You know, with the barber soul, the brill cream, uh, brill cream I, a little I, dab I, will do you. I, I the hope- old Playboy magazines <laughs> are still there that we kids would go in and want to read the Playboy I, I, magazines. I hope you're tipping this guy well. <laughs> That's all I have to I'm say. I'm just happy because he gave me a shave, too. I'm happy he didn't slit my throat <laughs> like he promised to do years before. You got got to go out and see Fear City. I'm going to go see that. I'm going to go see that. Some people have said that's my best performance ever. It's a great stuff. That's because I'm Curtis Sliwa out of Beret and Red Satin Jacket. <laughs> Amazing. Well, but we'll anyway, yes. best performance of the week, bar none, goes to a guy that I call rubbing poops and shooting hoops. Mm. This is maybe the greatest greatest insult to our failed criminal justice now, system in New York City and now, New York State. Now, are we calling this our about face yes. of the week? Yes, about face, absolutely. The about face of the week. There it is. It's the left <laughs> versus the right. Right, left, right, left, right, left. About face. Let me tell you, here's a guy up in the Bronx. He's all geared out with NBA garb from the NBA store right. down on Fifth Avenue. Right. He's got LeBron there. He's got the picture of Davis. He's got Harden. A lot of money for that jacket. He's got the NBA cap. You know, this is all designer stuff. This is not knockoffs. Right, right. And he's up there on the last stop of the number two train, as far in the Bronx as you could go. And there's a lady sitting there minding her own business. So, you know, he's going to be, oh, GQ, he's going up. You know, right. he's trying to rap, get a rap with her. She pays him no mind. So, oh, you're not going to give me any play. Hmm. He goes around the corner. It's all on video because they got cameras everywhere in the subway system now. He, he eliminates into a plastic bag. Ugh. Comes back, has a few tawdry words for her. She, again, is ignoring him, just right, looking right. straight at probably paralyzed in fear. And then he smashes his feces oh into this woman's face. God, that poor woman. Continues to berate her. Like, you don't ever do it. You know who I am. I'm Basketball <laughs> Jones. Remember from Cheech and Chong? I'm Basketball Jones. You know, he's He all, was calling himself Basketball Jones? Basketball Jones. Jones. <laughs> That's well, amazing. Well, he's delusional. He's yeah, yeah. emotionally disturbed. Yeah, but he saw that Cheech and Chong movie. He's making a reference to a pretty obscure Cheech and Chong movie. But yeah, but he's basketball drunk. And he goes over to the playground, which is two blocks away. He starts shooting hoops with all his garb on. So naturally, he's easy to ID. Right. For the cops, this is slam dunk. So they arrest him. They take him to Bronx Criminal Court, which is on 161st Street, for arraignment. He's in front of the judge, a female judge. And they list all the charges, uh, assault, endangerment, harassment, stalking, right. the whole nine yards they throw at him. 
And all of a sudden, well, according to the bail restrictive laws here, no cash bail, uh, we have to give him a desk appearance. Well, wait ticket. a minute. I thought assault was not uh, exempt from that. I thought also. So you I think thought... maybe she read it wrong? Well, he wanted to go right. to jail. Yeah, you did, understand? Yeah. This is like a guy who's just been released from jail. It's 40 degrees He's like, I get zero. back here and inflation is out of control. Right. I need to go to jail rather than pay the cost of milk. And nobody wants to play b-ball against me because right. they think I'm crazy. But in Rikers Island, hey, hey, in a regular game, he's like, I'm going to miss my Thursday game. So she gives him a disappearance ticket, a desk appearance ticket. He's in a rage. He's F-U-F-U. She could have cited him for contempt Absolutely. Why didn't she? She didn't. She could have cited him for to go and get a psychiatric observation, which he would have been gone for 72 hours, and then bring the report of the shrink. She didn't do that. So they cut him loose. Guess who's waiting outside? (laughs) Detectives from the Kings County District Attorney, Eric Gonzalez. We have an outstanding charge against you, Mr. Basketball Jones, (laughs) because in Crown Heights days ago, you spat at a Jewish man, you threatened death and destruction against him, and you slapped him in the back of the head. Yeah, that's a hate crime. Yes, thank you. That should definitely be triple light without no parole, right? Bail. So they take him to 100 Skimmelon Street, which is where you get arraigned, which I've been many times getting yeah, arraigned. Yeah. Goes before a judge, and the judge gets all the charges. He does not say, I'm innocent, you know, please, judge, you got to hear my case. Uh, again, hate crime. Yeah. They give him a disappearance ticket. Uh, he's ready to leave court. And he's he's high fiving, he's joking with the court officers. Right. None of them can believe that they're letting this guy out for a second time on that Unbelievable. day. Unbelievable. He goes back to the Holiday Inn Express where he's staying. I don't know how he afforded it. He could be actually doing their commercials where he was supposed yeah, to maybe, be living in maybe, a shelter. Maybe because he's using his social media, they're giving him a discount. I don't know. I want you to listen to what he ended up telling the world, Chris Hahn. I'm about to get my hair cut. I'm about to uh, exercise a little bit. I know how I do. 2,000 push-ups, I'm better. Shoot a little bit of hoops. You know, I'm getting a lot of threats, a lot of police watching my back, a lot of people making dirty comments, you know. But anyway, I'm not even feeding into the nonsense like how I started this shit or how they started this shit that I say last year. I'm not feeding nobody's pride, nobody's ego. You could comment on my page all you want. I'm about to shoot some hoops. If you want to play some ball, step on the court. If you want to play some baseball, step on the court. You could bring your bat, your big gun, your machine gun, your AR, your AK, your Desert, your 9mm, your Ruger, your 38 Special, your 9. You could bring whatever handgun that you want to bring. You could bring whatever knife you want to bring, whatever chain you want to bring. Because everybody know Frank does him. I shoot any things that I get my f- Hands on, you get what I'm saying, though. But I like to stay positive, though. She likes to stay positive. Yeah, talk about taking your ball and going home. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know. I took him up on his offer. Oh, as soon as I heard that, because it went viral all over the world, I said, "Let me get up to 241st Street, last stop, number right. two train." I knew exactly where the playground was, about two blocks away. I go there to go balling, you know, because I can prove white boys can jump. Even at your advanced age. Exactly. Well, You're still up there with look, your knee, your hand, your, I your put, back. I your... put my elbow underneath the ribs. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I'm a dirty player. I was going to say. But anyway, the <laughs> point is, I can jump. So I'm there, and I say to the brothers, did you see this? I describe it. Oh, he was here an hour ago. None of us wanted to play ball against him. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I missed him by an hour. But here it is. He's walking around. He's got this garb on. This is so identifiable. Right. People are looking at, how the hell are you not in jail? And this is like a disgrace on our criminal justice mm. system. 
uh, judges, you know, what, uh, Harvard-educated, you know, Ivy League graduates. Well, they're not Harvard-educated in city court. Graduate degrees, <laughs> bachelor degrees, PhDs. No common sense whatsoever. I mean, Chris, this was the right. all-time low for our criminal justice I, system I think in that there, there needs to be a full vetting of why this man was not put behind bars. Because, frankly, even with the you know, bail reform law, which needs to be changed— the judges had the discretion to put this guy well, in jail. Uh, he like apparently is being signed up by Def Jam Comedy <laughs> to do uh, rubbing poops and shooting hoops, a reality show of how you can try to get around. He wanted to go to Rikers because <laughs> nobody would play ball against him in the city. Amazing. On Rikers, they got nothing to do. Yeah, he's got to play. So when they get a, a, an hour of wreck, they all shoot hoops with I mean, I'd play volleyball. I, for some reason, I could jump in volleyball, but basketball, I can't. <laughs> well, you're a white boy. That's the problem. <laughs> well, that's our about face of the week. Are you the Woody Harrelson? Uh, no, I'm not the Woody Harrelson. I'm more like uh, Rosie Perez in that movie. I'd go right, on Jeopardy. Question. question now <laughs> that we're talking about the uh, men and women in black regal robes. United yes. Supreme Court uh, Justice nominee. Can you tell us something about her? Because already I'm jaundiced against her because she's a graduate of Harvard, an Ivy League graduate. Harvard and Harvard. Kataji Brown Jackson. That's all you have on the Supreme Court are Ivy Leaguers. Yeah, look, I mean, um, as a St. John's Law alumni, I am upset that Mario Cuomo did not go to the Supreme Court. Apparently he he told Clinton no. He said no. He was asked, and it would have been great for me. Uh, personally, and it would have been great. You could have clerked for, for him. I don't know about that. I don't think I was ever. He probably would have had Harvard kids clerking for him. Um, I clerked in federal court, but not that high. Uh, but it is, it, 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 uh, first of all, I just want to call out the racism of Tucker Carlson this week. Tucker Carlson goes on his eight o'clock show and asks why Katanji Brown Jackson's LSAT scores are not released. And he puts this picture up of her making her look kind of ridiculous in the picture like a frozen screen grab kind of thing there's no other way to look at that but race baiting or or just flat out race well let me ask you a question because obviously yeah. i i high school dropout never went to college right never thought about going to law school or trying right or being a jailhouse lawyer but you've spent more time in courts than i have totally. which is kind of crazy busted 76 <laughs> times yeah but now let me ask you this yeah can you acquire somebody's uh, uh, I, law school uh, uh, score, L.A., what do you call that? LSAT, the LSAT. Because, you know, yeah. the SATs that we all took, the boomers, the, your former boss claims, Chuck Schumer, that he had a perfect score. He did have a perfect score, 1,600. How do you know? Because yeah. Elliot Spitzer, the disgraced governor, claimed that also. Well, I well the difference between Elliot Spitzer and Chuck Schumer is Elliot Spitzer's dad was worth $100 million. I know, but this Chuck is, Schumer's dad was an exterminator, Chris, and he went to Harvard. Chris, you know how difficult it is to get one's SAT scores? Do you scores? know how difficult it is to get into Harvard when you're just a kid of an exterminator out in Brooklyn? Uh, excuse me. I realize you get a sixteen hundred on the SAT. Are you still employed by this guy? You get a sixteen hundred on the SAT. You can't find an SAT score. You can't find somebody's birth certificate. But here's the thing about the LSAT. Let's just stick to. Can you get that? Is that public? I don't know, but I'll tell you this: it's irrelevant. The SAT, the LSAT, these are admissions exams to see how you will do in law school if you could survive in law school. They are. Highly prejudicial towards well, when I uh, go students home, of color. When I go Let's home be clear, later, I want my wife's LSAT scores. As you know, she uh, went to Brooklyn. I, I, I'll tell you what. I took the LSAT twice. 
The first time I did poorly because somebody who was very close to me had a heart attack the night before, and I was oh, up with her. Oh, yeah. So I took it again. What an excuse. I, I took it again about a year later, and I did well enough to get into St. John's. I got a 162 on it. Or you could have like clerked for Mario right. Cuomo if he became no, United States Supreme Court. Uh, By the way, to be a United States Supreme Court justice, you don't have to be a lawyer. No. Uh, to be uh, the Attorney General of New York, to shame, you don't have to be a lawyer. People make the assumption that you have to be a lawyer. I would like to see Tucker Carlson's LSAT scores, because I'm sure he took the LSAT, but he didn't go to law school. And given all the money his family has, they must have been some really bad scores. Let's just be clear. I'd like to see your scores. Why Tucker. can't I get my wife's LSAT scores? She'll tell you her scores. Where did she go to law school? Brooklyn Law. Oh, she did well then. She probably did better than me. She probably got a 165. Well, you're both from Long Island, right? There we go. There we go. All right, more to come. Stick around. Since I was a little baby, I always be dribbling. In fact, I was the baddest dribbler in the whole neighborhood. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Oh, this was so good. Oh, it's your theme song. Coming home after school, turn on the boob tube, right? Black and white. There was Adam West. They, Kapow! They did it in color, didn't they? No? Oh, I, I only had black and white. Oh, I'm right, sorry. Yeah, I was right. deprived. I, they were playing I didn't have reruns. Ted Turner colorizing it. <laughs> and then no, Robin. I think you had a black and white television. I think the show was in I color. I had a 13-inch RCA black and white TV with a Victrola, which also you could spin stacks of wax on it. Oh, wow. You ever wow. have a Victrola? No, I don't even know what a oh, Victrola man, is. Oh, man, that was top shelf, five star. <laughs> there you go. It was the whole package. But anyway, to me, it was always black and white. You got Ted Turner to colorize it, which I, destroys it. Because remember, I mean, I didn't get Batman into it. is a dark character. Yes. A dark character. Uh, Christian Bale, right? The My dark, favorite, The Dark Knight. Dark, dark yeah. Knight. But let's face I'm it. Batman. It was very campy. Yeah. Uh, when Adam West and the Robin kid. Whatever happened to Robin? I mean, I don't know. They I, just wiped him out. I'm telling you, he's got his own show. It's good. Wait, what is it's it called on? Titans. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, it's check good. that out. Titans. Titans. He's got his own show, and there's a Batman character on it? There is a Batman character. He's not a main character in it, but he's, he How comes and Batman goes. How could Batman not be a main character? Because it's about Robin. And about some other tight other t- it's you know it was a cartoon called Teen Titans that they made into a dramatic. My God, it's pretty good. They ruined it. No, it's great actually. It's actually really good. I binged it. I watched it. Oh, like, you binge? Oh, I binged it. it. I watched it like how many two episodes weeks. in a row? There's, I think, two or three seasons. So I watched it for like three weeks. So like, now we know what happened to Robin. Yeah, yeah. That, Not Robin Quivers it, uh, of the Howard Stern no, show. No, the but... great, the great Robin Ophelia Quivers, who we all love and bow down to. But. No, I, I, there was a time I was in Long Island. We're yeah. going to talk about Long Island now. Strong Island. And I was coming out of a house, and I went swimming in a pool, and there was a guru there that everybody was following at that time. <laughs> you know, your typical Indian guru, you know, I, with hair down to his no navel idea, and all that. Yeah. And I'm looking at this guru, and who do I see in the crowd? Robin Quivers. Whoa. Well, you know, uh, Howard was into that transcendental meditation Yeah, he still and all is that. into TM. Yeah, another guy who looked like a guru, right? What right, was right. he like, the Beatles? What was he like, uh, <laughs> Lennon and Harrison, you know, up up in the hills to Kathmandu? No, I, you know, I think what he says about it is, is a technique. It's just a technique to relax. It's it's spiritual, not religious. It's not really a religion. Forget the gurus, okay? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to take you to your roots. My roots. Long Island, right, where if you drink the water, beware, you may <laughs> end up with cancer. That's the way it was out there. But as you were growing up... My wife was growing up, Nancy, in a place called Bohemia. Well, she grew up a couple of years after me, but 
Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Trust me. I think she was birthed when you were taking yeah. your law. Your I, law yeah, course. I think I was probably like out of college when she was born, but yes. So in addition to the many duties that I do, leading the guardian angels all over the world, being a pain in the ass to politicians yes, locally here yes. in New York City because yeah. I'm constantly, I'm a gadfly on him. I do an overnight show that can be heard in 38 states, parts of Canada, because uh, at our mothership station, WABC, the most powerful news station in the nation. And um, I had a call it Mm. the other morning, and I did a little theater of the mind. I hope you don't mind, because now people think that you are the younger (laughs) brother of a very infamous Long Islander. Right before 5 o'clock, you were talking about a hot. I was laying in bed. My my antenna ears went right on up. Um, that was Jessica Hahn that had the uh, affair with that preacher out in the island there. They said that she was actually born in Massapequa. That's not true. She was born in my uh, my parents' house in uh, Glendale on 67th Place. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She was at, I have photographs of her at my birthday party when we were little kids. Now, do you remember uh, her younger brother, Chris Hahn? No, no. But there was there was a young boy there. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's Chris Hahn, who now does the show with me on Sundays from 3 to 5, the left and the right. He's the aggressive progressive. That's, that's Chris Hahn. I understand him. <laughs> there are people now who think I'm her brother. Well, it makes sense. Well, couldn't you have gone with Catherine Hahn? No, 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 no. I like look, Catherine look, look. Hahn. Uh, again, <laughs> quick explanation. This is a woman who uh, became like a meteor in the media. Yeah. Because she had had an affair with one of the biggest televangelists of all time, uh, Jim Baker. Yep. With, remember, his wife, Tammy Faye Baker, yep. who was always crying in yep. the mascara. And it, like, exploded across the, the nation. PTL. They had a Disney World yep. in yep. South Carolina. Well, I did grow up as an evangelical, but. Uh, you did? I did. But uh, we'll talk more about whether or not... You remember a PTL? I would watch it with my mom. Tammy we got, we got to talk about we'll that. We'll talk more next. about it on the other and side. tell me how your sister, <laughs> Jessica Hahn, is doing. <laughs> we'll talk about it. It's the left versus the right. Debate. Heavyweight slugfest. All right. Oh. Oh, yeah. Pearl Jam, my favorite Pearl Jam song, Corduroy. How Corduroy? Does anybody wear corduroys no, anymore? No, I don't know why they call this song Corduroy, but it is an awesome. It's my favorite, I, my favorite I, song by them. You know, all during this winter of global warming and climate change, I figured there'd be at least one schlub out there walking around with corduroy slacks on. Nothing. Or a I corduroy thought I saw jacket. Joe Piscopo walking around in corduroy no, the other no, day. No, he's, he's GQ he's down. He's GQ down. GQ down. Was that satin? Uh, velvet? Well, actually, he looks like a hitman, right? Yeah, he does. He comes <laughs> totally in. GQ he down. comes in with a hat. It's like it's like the character he played in Johnny Dangerously. That's like, right. That's, that's right. The guy. That's but, the guy. But speaking of comedians, yes. Speaking of Saturday Night Live. Speaking of Seinfeld. Right. We were teased. We were promised a documentary that would air on HBO about the life and times of Larry David. Yeah, yeah, it's not coming. And then he pulled it. He faked us out. Now, is this a fugazi? Is this some kind of uh, hype I, machine? I think he said he wants to do it live. I don't know what that means. No, no, no. No, no, no. There's something. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he, he, 
Yeah, he he pulled a chain and chewed our BVDs and, and uh, starched yeah, our shorts. Yeah, I don't know. This this was one of the biggest hypes of all time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see it. I'm a huge, you know, I'm a huge Seinfeld guy. I love his show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think he's hilarious. Best best piece I ever saw on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's at his house, and it's the Girl Scout troop coming yeah. around, <laughs> you know, selling him the Samoans, the mints. <laughs> I don't want any. And he ends up slamming the door on them, yeah. and they want to give him a beatdown. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. I, I, I'm telling you. But, they are a mob. No, no. Uh, he, let's face it. He must be a bit paranoid, uh, insecure, because normally you would release a documentary yeah. like that with all the hype. Yeah. So he must have a lot of insecurities. Insecurities are the tradition of the Han family. <laughs> we have now linked you to Jessica Han. I, She's I, your older sister. I, let me clarify for the record. I am not related to Jessica Han. What is it? Are you of German background? I am of German background, but my Germans were Jews. Were you a Hun uh, no. who became a it, Han? It, it, is, it is funny, though, that you bring that up. Because when I was younger, when yeah. I was a young man, first of all, I grew up as, as an evangelical, even though the Hans were Jewish. My I, parents we divorced. I never knew you. You were yeah. a holy roller. My parents, my mother and my stepfather still have a church. They're pastors out there on Long Island. But How come we never knew this about you? Well, you don't pay you attention. Realize you didn't Fox, watch that interview I did? All the Fox <laughs> News followers and watchers, many of them who are evangelicals, if they knew you were a... They'd want to burn well, you it, at the if stake. If you've ever seen the way I use the Bible as a sword against them on Fox News, you would know that I spent uh, a lot of time in church. That was your religious <laughs> technology. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I've so got you, a lot of training. You, so unlike, were, unlike most Republicans who claim to be great Christians, I've actually read the Bible. So you were a Jimmy Carter born again. No, we were very, my parents are very religious, conservative, you know, anti-choice, the whole thing. They're, they fit right in with the modern evangelicals. I, that's how I grew up. I... You're the black it. sheep of the family? No, I think most of my brothers and sisters kind of abandoned it to some extent or another. Most, I'm probably the furthest away from it. I only go to church if I'm invited to a wedding or a christening or a funeral. Wake, I don't, of course. That's right, when yeah, everybody that's gets it. together. I don't, go, I don't go for any other reason. I, it's a, I said if God wanted me in church on what, Sunday, what, he, he what, wouldn't have given me a radio show. At what time <laughs> in your timeline would you say it was the height of your evangelical experience. So when I was a kid, when I was like a, I would say like 12, 13, 14, right when this whole Jessica Hahn scandal was happening. Yes. And then when I start breaking away from the church, and I'm really coming into my own as a person at that time in my life, she's famous. And I have the same exact same name, spelt the same way. She's infamous. Yeah. And and I'm a Howard Stern fan at that time, and she's going on Howard no, Stern. No, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> How were you able to hide to your family? Uh, your mother and father, evangelical ministers, that you were listening to Howard Stern, who's, I mean. <laughs> I mean, he was on regular radio at the time. He just turned it on, right? I mean, and they, they didn't mind it? They didn't know. They didn't oh, know. They didn't care. This was. I had it in a car. You know, I had my own car by the time I was 16. I was driving my own places. I had my own radio. I had my own money. I was. I had a job. I had a paper route. You know, I basically separated myself okay. from the family. Right. Uh, you became independent and autonomous. Yeah, I left at seventeen, and I was done. I never now, came back. What about your peer group or your friends out there? Assuming, like uh, our well, listeners did, that you were related to Jessica. So Hunt. I used to say to them, "Yeah, you know, she's my cousin." And once I was at a wedding, and she showed me her boobs. <laughs> you know, like I would say things like that when, God. I, was, when I was a teenage oh, boy. My God, ridiculous! I'm, Jesus should have struck you pe- down. Pe- people right used there. to say, you know, people would never get my name. Right. They go, huh? What's your name? Han? 
Chris Han. I go, no, Han, just like Jessica. Oh, wow. Just, so you wanted it, to pimp her it ride. Was, it was, I was trying to grab onto her fame yeah, and ride it yeah. up. So, uh, yeah, but no, there is no relation. I wish her well. I, she gave us many great hours of entertainment on the Howard did Stern you, Show. Uh, did you ever um, get cold busted where somebody came along and said, you're not related to Jessica Han. Never happened. And the funny thing is, Han is a very common German last yes, name. It is. It's like Smith in German. When I go to the Greenwood Cemetery, which is one of the largest cemeteries, mostly German, although it's changed over right. the years, you see a lot of the tombstones and mausoleums, Han, Han. So, yeah. you know, man, this was like the German wave, like in the uh, 1800s, when like 38 million Germans came to our shores. But our Hans are German Jews. Not Huns. Hans. Okay. The Hans that I'm fa- part of, the, the, the Hans stock. Well, I you would not have been my, permitted my, to be buried in the Greenwood gr- my Cemetery. My grandfather, Louis Hahn, was a Holocaust survivor. He came over on the Kinder Transport, joined the Army, went back to Europe, spied on the Nazis in the front ride. was mostly in the Italy theater, though. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it's it's I, I grew up thinking there were no other Hans until she came along. Wow. I didn't think there were any so, other Hans because they all got wiped out in the Holocaust. So let me on get this straight. My, my theater of the mind convincing thousands of listeners on overnight radio at WABC right, that right. you are the younger brother <laughs> of Jessica Hahn, and they're believing it. I'm a lot younger they than Jessica They were calling Hahn, yeah. up for hours. That's I never knew Chris Hahn. I see him on the Fox News channel. He's with you on Sunday afternoons. He's related to Jessica Hahn. I didn't even know you were born an evangelical, raised an evangelical. Well, I was born a Catholic. My mother got divorced from my Jewish father, right? I was whoa, baptized whoa, wait, Catholic. Wait, wait, wait. Now I got religious vertical. <laughs> right, right. Your mother is Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic, Italian, Sicilian. Right. Oh, Sicilian. Ah, yes, sir. Bucciolato. By the way, did she have a mustache? No. Uh, okay. No. She's still alive, my mother. All right. So uh, she's not a Sicilian mountain right. woman. 16 when I was born, by the way. Wow. Oh. 17, maybe. I don't know. Ooh. 16 when she got pregnant. Wow. 17 when I was born. Ooh. 11th grade. Ooh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, so your father's Jewish. They end up having a divorce, right? Yes. Okay. She remarries. Yes. Is that when she was introduced to the she became First, she became a Lutheran because they wouldn't, she didn't think she could get God, married in the Lutheran. Catholic Church. <laughs> I, uh, did she put up all the? Uh, did she put up all the doctrines? We got rid of, of all Martin the saints. Right? You we, know, did she stamp it, it on the Catholic? Lutheranism was like the transition religion. Yeah, but, uh, but, it, 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 it was but kinda... remember, Martin Luther goes to the door of the Roman Catholics, puts on, "Hey, no, 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 you don't pay your way into heaven." Right. But, so, did your mother go to the cathedral in Rockville Center, the Catholic cathedral, and put up all the Martin Luther Saint Pat's down in uh, Ronkonkoma, more than likely? Oh my right? God! So we we. So I, I, I left the Catholic Church. We were Lutheran for about a year, and then we became born-again Christians, and our church was affiliated with the church that Jessica Hahn was the uh, secretary uh, at. So my linkage was <laughs> So there is a link. It's a, it's a very sketchy link. So basically, link. I have been in many evangelical churches, although yeah, I'm yeah. not a holy roller. Right. In which they have addressed one another, brother, sister. Yeah, brother, sister. And I'm sister. not talking about black churches. Right. Some of the white evangelical right. churches. So technically, I wasn't fibbing too much. Well, her and I, we both left the church, right? We both realized that it was really... What became of Jessica Hahn? I don't know. I mean, she's, she calls into Howard still once in a while. I hear her call in, but I think she's mostly retired at this point. Yeah, yeah, let, me, let, me, let me do this timeline again. You're birthed a Roman Catholic. That's right. Okay. So you're baptized, baptized in and Rockville made my commu- Center made my communion. by Irish Roman Catholic priest and the bishop of the Archdiocese. I was, uh, I was baptized at St. Cecil's, I think, in... 
Deer Park. Okay. So yeah. you baptize. Uh, your mom is married to a, a Jewish guy. Your dad. My dad. Uh, they go this. He was pretty ways. much a hippie. He didn't have any real religion, but okay. he was Jewish, born no, no, Jewish. No, no, that's right. Understood. He comes yeah. from that era. Uh, and then all of a sudden, she marries. Uh, she 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 becomes a Lutheran first. Yeah, my and stepdad, who who also raised me from the time I was five or six years old, he was Irish and Italian, also Sicilian, uh, on his Italian side. But he was also Irish and, did, and he was Catholic. Did, when your mother was converted to the Lutheran faith, uh, did folks say to her, "Remember"? You have no indulgences. You cannot buy your way into heaven. We, t- <laughs> we told the Pope, you cannot buy your way into heaven. I have no idea. <laughs> I was six years old. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Did you ever think of becoming a boy preacher like no. Al Slim Shady Sharp did? No. Right? No. I kind of feel like I'm a preacher when I'm on the air. Not when, even when I'm with God, you. When I'm it, on. Uh, Chris Hunt. Yes, sir. If all the people who watch the... Um, million-plus people who watch Fox News on a regular basis and see you as a contributor yeah, knew yeah. that at one point you were an evangelical. They would understand why I'm so good at killing them with the Bible. Oh, my God. I once took They would Steve, say, heretic, burn him at the stake. I, I once took Steve Ducey down so badly. Steve Ducey? Using the Bible. That one, he never wanted to be on the air with me again. Now, which Bible were you using? I was using King the King James. James version, and I was using the Book of Matthew. Or was it the Jim Baker version? I was using the Book of, of Matthew, which they don't like on the Republican All right, Now, Party. when you were evangelical. <laughs> but, 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 but Bill Shine, who was then the vice president of programming at Fox News, yeah. came out of his office, came down to see me in the studio and goes, you should have just punched him in the face, because at least people would have felt bad for him after what you just did to oh him. God. <laughs> so, but anyway, let's get yeah. back. Okay, so here's Jim Baker, Tammy Faye Baker. You're watching the PTL on yeah, TV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you have an urge to go down to the Disney World in South Carolina? No, but I did go to Creation, which was like a Woodstock for born again Christians, and it was down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. With the Amish? Yeah. It was pretty, this is wild. Pretty crazy. Who would have thought this? Pretty this crazy. This is religious. Amy vertical. Grant was the uh, was the closing act. Wow. And you were into it at that point. I, at that point, I was pretty much not into it. Mm-hmm. I was done with it. My parents dragged me down. I was probably like 13 at the time, 14. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Bible like, school on Sunday morning, Bible school. We would go to church on Sunday all day. It would be like a, like a five or six hour day of church. It was all horrible. Day, and we would go on Wednesday night, too. It was horrible. Wednesday night. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, horrible. Horrible, 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 horrible. You are the black sheep of your family. I, I had a, a situation when I was uh, 14, and I was in 10th grade, and I went to a party, and I was supposed to sleep over a friend's house, and my mother's like, you can't go to the beach. Don't be going to the beach. You know, make sure you Anyway, um, we the party was like an all-night thing, and we all went to the beach. Uh-oh. And Sin. my mother calls uh, calls the my friend's house. His mother answers the phone. She goes, Oh, I just wanted to see if Chris was going to come to church. And my friend's mother goes, no, she went to, he, they went to the beach. They all went to the beach. So I get home at like 10 a.m., hadn't slept all night, you know, burnt. My mother goes, get dressed. We're going to church. Oh. I literally slept on the floor of the church. I remember <laughs> like it was yesterday. <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday. I was like, and I remember just thinking to myself, as soon as I can, I am never coming here again. <laughs> that's the way it is. So you mean Jerry Falwell wasn't able to convince no, your parents Jerry to, send, a fraud. to send you to yeah. Liberty Baptist All College? All of those guys were frauds. And, and thank God, I thank God every day we were too poor. The church we went to on Long Island was called Love Christian Assembly. And when I was going into ninth grade, before I had given up the church, they had started a school. 
And we wanted to go to the school, and there were four of us, and my parents wanted to put us in school. We couldn't afford to go to the school, and they wouldn't give us a scholarship, so I didn't. I just stayed in public school. I thank God every single day I did not go to Love Christian Academy. Very few people who went to Love Christian Academy had any career now, at all, uh, had any college career. Were you watching various televangelists on TV, like oh, Jimmy yeah. Swaggart? Jimmy Swaggart, for sure. Every Sunday morning, I'd watch Jimmy Swaggart when I was done with my paper route. I'd come home, I'd watch From Jimmy Swaggart. From Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, watch him. All the time. I have sinned against you. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. And was... it's a whole panoply of them. Oh, yeah. It's a whole panoply of I them. I look at this guy, uh, Joel Oldstein, and I go, okay. Let's prosperity. Dig prosperity let's, preacher. Let's, yeah. The prosperity gospel. Um, if you believe in the prosperity gospel, you have never read the freaking gospel. Sorry. Now, wait The a one second. thing I take away from it, Jesus said, it is easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to pass through right, the gate of heaven. All right, but Houston, I don't believe that. But which is know. like the size of the Astrodome, his church. It's too plastic for me and his wife. Too plastic. He's the righteous gemstones. You but gotta, then you got to go with Cephalo Dollar, right? I don't even know who that the is. The brother, Cephalo Dollar. <laughs> hey, he's at that same level. Yeah. Except he's African-American. Right, right. I mean, you know, this goes back before your time to Reverend Ike. Reverend Ike was, at one point in America, the number one televangelist, African-American, from the huge Lowy's, which he turned into a church in Washington Heights, right before you get on the GW Bridge and go over to Jersey. He was ostentatious. He came out almost a little bit like Liberace. Right, right. And he would say to everybody, all across the nation, he was on a superstation, you believe that money is evil? You got to send that money to me (laughs) so I could purge it of the devil. And by the way, I'm going to get Part of that that I need to do God's work. Right. He had the roles. He has money is not planes. Everything. Yeah. I see these guys saying, "Send me your money. I need a new G five. Really? <laughs> Jesus wanted you have a G five to do what? Oh, what do you need a G five? And then for? Reverend Ike always had this young guy who was like his concierge. Right. Right. You knew he was snacking on the yeah, young guy. And this is the thing I love when these guys come out and they're always anti gay. They're anti gay, and then they turn out to be gay. I think almost every time, every single time I've seen one of these big evangelical uh, preachers come out strongly against homosexuality in any way, shape, or form, it has almost always, without fail, turned out that those people were homosexual. And they Otherwise, get a, why do they care? They get a rub and tug from some young boy. Right. And then, you know, they think nobody's ever going to find out. You kidding me? God, who knew this? Who knew? We have pulled back the layers of Chris Hall. Oh, yeah. The younger brother of Jessica Hahn, who grew up like she did, an evangelical. Oh, I'm like a, I'm like a fila cake here or something. All right, stick around. More to come. It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I'm feeling it. Spirit in the sky, man. We were just talking about religion. One for of like the all-time great songs. Yeah. In which I could feel Jesus. It's kind of like EDM before EDM. Oh, what about Jesus is just all right by me, right? Jesus is just Jesus all right by me. Jesus is just all right, And baby. who could forget the Doobie Brothers, oh, the yeah. classic. The Doobies. How they worked religion into a rock and roll scenario that stoners 
atheists, agnostics actually like these love songs. It. Yeah, it's amazing. I just think we learned so much today. They had a good marketing executive, Chris I guess. Chris Hahn, the younger brother of uh, Jessica Hahn. Yeah, yeah. Grew up part of his life, a young boy in the evangelical faith. Right, right, right. This is incredible. <laughs> now, in those evangelical churches, yes. remember, one of the prides of the evangelicals, the charismatics, is uh, for many, not all. Uh, no mask, no mask. Yeah. You know, they would gather and together. Some of them were dropping dead. Right, but large right. gatherings indoor, yeah. not, not even outdoor. And they said, look, if it's God's will, then we're dead. Well, I will tell you this. Um, I did have a problem early in the pandemic. And again, I don't go to church. But the Constitution is pretty clear. Congress can't tell you when and where you can pray. They can't. Uh, so they were closing down churches as part of the health restrictions. I think that what should have happened there should have been a conversation with the church leaders to close down the churches. These mandates closing down churches, I was against that, even though I'm not religious at all anymore. Good. No, that was good. That was good. And now uh, we are somewhat liberated in New York City, one of the last to be liberated. <laughs> Our mayor, Eric Adams, uh, was dancing and prancing. Yeah. In- you want to talk about liberation? Go tell, go tell those people in Ukraine how you were liberated from having to wear a piece of paper on your face when you went out to dinner. This is, uh, <laughs> this is the please, second round. Please, please. We'll call it the No Mask Equinox. Yes. In the campaign that I was running for mayor, if you remember the first time, uh, then Mayor Bill de Blasio promised everyone if they got the shot, you won't have to wear a mask. Right. It looked like in August of 2021. We, good. Yeah. we were getting out of it. And so I did a mask burning in Midtown Manhattan. With we brought the tramps in, Disco Inferno. <laughs> we were people were coming up putting their masks on a stickball. Well, bag. it wasn't the band, the tramps. You just had some tramps. No, from no, no, it was the tramps from Philadelphia. All right, Disco Inferno singing. I mean, we had hundreds of people <laughs> dancing. Giving the mask. I was burning the mask, but the mask. Some of them were plastic, so I was having a tough time burning them. Yeah. I ended up burning my hand, oh. but naturally the cameras you were on always, my hand, always... so I wasn't going to move my hand. You like, he like accident. It was a scorched earth <laughs> policy, and then only to find out that weeks later, put the freaking mask back on. Look, we're at a point right now where COVID is on the significant decline. I mean, we didn't have a death on Long Island the last three days from COVID, which is amazing right now. Uh, the case count is very, very low. Uh, so we're at a point. People are, the vaccinations in the New York region for sure are very high. Time to let go of the mask. And it's, look, it's also, we got to be at a point where we have acceptable risks in our lives. You can't be safe from everything all the time. Well, yesterday I was at the first parade since the lockdown and pandemic. And it's the start of the parade season. Right. Because March is dedicated to St. Patrick's Day parades all across all, the nation. All month, yeah. So it's the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways. That's always the first one. So I was out there. And you know Irish mothers. They are very protective of their children. They have many children because, let's face it, they don't believe in birth control. <laughs> so they're coming up to me because the mayor had not yet arrived. They say, And I'm thinking they're going to be complaining about the rising crime, right, right. which everyone is complaining about. Oh, I can't wait. To give the new mayor a piece of my mind. I said, is it about the crime? No. He's making five-year-olds, four-year-olds, and three-year-olds in kindergarten and pre-K continue to wear masks. And that is what no one can figure yeah, out. Yeah, I don't understand that either because it's not a danger to them. Right? I mean, it's it very, very bizarre. few very few five-year-olds and lower are getting sick 
seriously sick from COVID. They might know, be catching it. Have you ever seen a group of them when they were online and, you know, they got them all tied by the wrist so they don't get away <laughs> and these masks are falling down on the ground. We don't, do that on, we, don't, we don't do that on Long the Island. Mask, we don't, we wait, don't wait, tie up our children. The masks <laughs> are next to the dog poop, right? And they're putting the mask back on. They got I'm that saying, basketball Jones up right, in the Bronx. I'm saying this is crazy. And DeSantis land where freedom reigns. Oh, what a great governor. He says to those yeah, kids whatever. behind him in high school, take those freaking masks off. Did he really have to be a jerk? I loved it. I mean, honestly, you got to be a jerk to kids. Now, here's the thing. Take your masks off now if you want, but don't be mean to people who want to keep oh, them on. So good. First oh. of all, you don't even know. You know how we would always say, you don't know if I've got some condition that doesn't allow me to wear a mask, which doesn't allow me to get a shot. We've heard that for the last two years. Well, from these he amended. But hold on. But, he, but now, do you know if those kids have conditions that make them maybe they're more at risk and they want to keep it? Yes. You don't know. Yes. They had acne. And when you have acne, you love <laughs> having the mask, mask on. on. Right. You and I look much better. I had masks. a bad case of uh, acne when I was a kid pumping gas. And I wore a mask, and people thought I was an Arab terrorist <laughs> at the time that there was a shortage of gasoline, remember, because OPEC turned their pipelines In the 70s. off. So you had to line up, you know, depending on your license plates, you know. Uh, uh, odd and even. Odd and even. So I'm pumping gas. I have this schmata wrapped up around my face because I had, oh, the acne, the right, Clearasil right. did nothing. And people were saying to the owner of the gas station, Rocky, the Shell station, is this guy one of them? PLO terrorists? What the hell? It's mostly a Jewish-Italian neighborhood in Brooklyn. What the hell are like, you hiring no, one of no, them no, terrorists no, for? No, no, He's a kid from Queens. He just has a weird-looking like face. People with acne welcome keeping the masks on because then you don't notice the breakout of acne. Amazing. Well, Curtis, another great week of talking whatever we talked about today. I can't even remember. We God, only so many knows. topics. Who knew that you were an evangelical, Chris uh, My mother, and that's about it. <laughs> now the whole world knows. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa, we'll see you next week.